Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. The Savachi syndrome, I'm telling you, I'm like, well, holy shit, that was crazy. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Moto Aftermath Show presented by TLR Coatings. This week we are covering round four of Monster Energy Supercross from Oakland. Obviously, as you can tell, I'm not in studio. Um, I'm still on location. I'm out in Vegas for another couple of days. So we're doing the show like last week. Uh, I will be calling up um, Cole and Justin here in just a little bit to talk about the racing, but I'll cover the track talk and all the boring mundane stuff here to start off with. So like I said, TL or the Moto Aftermath Show, presented by TLR Coatings. Check them out for all your custom powder coating needs. They are located in Michigan. They do nationwide shipping. Um, so if you need anything powder coated, check them out down below, tlrcoatings.com. We have a special show sponsor still on for this week, uh, Liat Protective Gear, Regular Gear. Um, they are helping us out a little bit, so uh, check them out. I will link them down below also. If you want to follow us on any social media, so uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, all of that is at the Moto Aftermath Show. I will, like I said, link all that below. Also, if you want to follow me personally on Instagram, it's at Travis Ridenauer. I'll link that down below. Um, if you want to follow Cole, I don't remember Cole's tag. It's at the bottom of the screen right now. But anyway, um, or if you want to check out our website, which honestly doesn't have much content if any at all on it right now because i've been slacking i'll link that down below it's the moto aftermath show.com um if you want to help support the show amazon click the links down below buy anything on amazon we get a small slice of that uh you don't have to buy what the links take you to you can literally buy anything uh buy a t-shirt off teespring i'll link that down below or just donate on patreon and i'll send you some cool stuff i'll find something i'll go uh i'll dig in the back seat of cole's car and find something to send you but we'll send you something um and again all that will be linked below so wrapping up round four here from oakland now i actually went to oakland um i paid i went by myself i was supposed to have a friend go didn't end up happening, uh, so I paid to do some of the VIP experiences like track walk and um, uh, the press conference afterwards. So if you haven't seen it, uh, we do have the press conference up on the channel, um, so just go to the channel. It's one of the new videos, and I have the 250 and 450 press conference up there, or if, again, if you're a listener, not a watcher, we have the podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. I'll link those down below. Also, make sure you go check those out. Um, like I said, if you're a listener, not a watcher. Uh, so let's talk about the track a little bit. So I did track walk and I would have to say that dirt was amazingly horrible. <laughs> it was kind of a sandy clay, uh, with gravel mixed in. And then there were huge chunks of like asphalt and concrete and really weird crap in it. Um, like I said, it was just weird. Uh, I did walk the whoops. And, um, when we did this insert picture of the whoops that I took right now, because they were chewed up after just p1 and q1 um so it was amazing uh the wall jump there was absolutely massive it was probably 10 feet tall i could not get over how tall it was um 
And outside of that, uh, the track really developed into kind of everyone was doing the same rhythm. I don't think it was as soft as what everyone had anticipated and what we've seen in years past in Oakland, but we didn't have all the rain. Like, I guess it rained the last couple weeks, but this week has been fairly dry in Oakland. Um, so the track didn't really... Uh, didn't really break down as much as we've seen in years past and it basically kind of turned into everyone was doing the same line So the only place really to make up time was the back-to-back -back whoop sections, which we haven't seen yet this year um, If you could get a good drive through both sets you could make up a lot of time But outside of that there really was any rhythms that anyone was doing that no one else was um there was one thing, and we'll cover this a little bit when we get into the 450, there was the two options with the, when you came back across the start straight, and there was the jump onto the little step up thing, and then off onto the little double into the corner. Um, there was a couple different options. You could go all the way over that weird little step up thing, and then double into the corner, or you could go onto the top, and off, and then roll one into the corner. So few different options there and like I said we'll get into that when we talk about the 450 race and what Cooper Webb was doing versus everyone else um, but other than that not a lot of separation on the track for the day uh, I do have to say the VIP experiences I did uh, were pretty good uh, the track walk I didn't get to walk as much of it as I wanted to and that was partially due to it was their track maintenance time so I kind of understood that press conference however was awesome um being in that room with the riders after they won and the media and stuff i mean the media for me was cool but being in there with the riders was cool um i did get a little bit of a special treat because i was the only one who signed up for the press conference so um we actually uh my boy john who was my guide actually hooked it up so i watched the 450 main from the floor um which was an absolutely amazing experience that i never thought i would be able to do in my life at least not anytime in the next three to five years here really because I'll, I would have to grow this and get different media passes etc etc but anyway um super super awesome so if you are going to a supercross and you're thinking about signing up for some of these vip experiences i would recommend it was super cool um you definitely get to see stuff that you don't normally get to see so that was awesome and uh, I think that pretty much wraps up my track talk here. Um, so let's, uh, let's get on to 250s. I'll get Cole and Justin on the phone and we'll get rolling. about to talk 250s and on the phone we have a uh, former mechanic uh former washed up has been uh amateur racer slash can't ride a wheelie anywhere but into a fence normal co-host justin justin say what's up that that was a weird entrance bro no dude really it's totally entrance. it's totally you it's totally i'm trying to be more professional and describe your past uh motocross history you could have just said mechanic, bro. That's all you had to say. Washed up has been amateur racer. Anyway, uh, and also on the line, we have everyone's new favorite co-host. He is a Liat rep. Uh, he is a still thriving, chasing the privateer. Uh, are you in B class or A class? 
I haven't raced in like three years, bro. Okay, so he's he's <laughs> a former, former racer. Washed up has been. <laughs> also washed up has been uh, Liat Rep, uh, but now owns a new uh, Husky 450. Uh, Cole is also on with us. Say what's up, Cole. Hello, Moto. Salad Boys Enterprise. <laughs> yeah. Videos. Um, Maybe some video coming soon. Oh, God. All right. Okay. Let's get into this. Some Statler Boy video. You guys post the weirdest shit on your Instagram, by the way. It's funny, though, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but you just are <laughs> ripping everybody else's content. Like, make some of your own content. No, collab I was getting my own too. content. Collab video coming soon. Moto Aftermath and Statler Boys. Collab right. video but coming soon. A lot soon. of that stuff on that page is... OG content, bro. Oh, God. Uh, All right. Okay. All right. Let's... And we're wild out here in Battlefield, Michigan. I can learn to... I mean, Cole's just trying to be like buttery Phil. We're not trying to be like AJ Cavalier. Oh, boy. Let's I'm not... Let's buttery. not get... Let's not get into that. Let's... Let, that's a whole nother podcast. All right. Let's... Let's talk 250s here. Um, He's so... so kind of a... Kind of a... I mean, do we call it a normal evening? Because the top four here pretty much is the top four, right? Other than RJ Hampshire crashing. No, that's not a surprise to me. So that, that may shock <laughs> you, but to me, it was nothing new. So, um, but uh, AC, yeah. I oh, mean. Pretty normal start. Let's start at the top, runner through. All right. Well, so let's start with AC then. Uh, he pretty much, if I remember right, I haven't watched the race. I just watched it last night. Uh, whole shot and wire to wire win. I mean, okay. Yeah. Cool, and now he's what? Only two two points down on Colt, I think. Uh, yeah, he, uh, yeah. I, I was pretty surprised he withstood the pressure from from Nichols like that. Nichols, he kind of outrode Nichols there, but AC was making mistakes all over the place. It was just one oh of those nights that worked for him. Um, he almost did that Larry loop out Bogle style in the whoops, and about four different times. Yeah. Yeah, but so, dude, those whoops! I, I sent you guys know. the he picture. It off. It, it's like a. It's a week off, week on kind of thing for him. Well, I mean, if, if that's what it's going to be like, you know, we got last race in San Diego and then the break and stuff, and then guys are going to start testing for outdoors. I mean, if that is the case, if he struggles again and stuff, that's not going to be a real good confidence booster going in for what is it to, what we got a two month break till they race again in Seattle or whatever it is, or a month and a half. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I guess it works for him, but like Cole said, he, Super sketchy, and honestly, I mean, yeah. there's, there's, there's one thing that guy's going for him is if he's got good starts. He's got his starts on him. Yes, he does. That is true. A lot better than uh, he was off and on, it seemed like, last year with the starts. Like, he'd get three good races in a row, and then the next three would be, like, mediocre. So I, I feel like that's a little bit different for him this year. But uh, you're good. I mean, I just I, – I still can't trust the dude, though, because even though he withstood the pressure, in my opinion, like – I don't feel like you can trust a guy if every lap you're waiting for him to implode. Like, I I don't know. I know we're in the 250 class, and that's a normal thing, but yeah, with AC, it just seems like it's next level. Well, how many races How many races in a row? Like, okay, so obviously, yeah, we're one-on-one -on -one off right now, but let's say he rips off the next two here also, so we go three in a row where he's, say even if he doesn't win, say he goes, he wins another one, and he gets, like, second or third, but he's, like, right in the mix and doesn't hit the deck. I mean, then do you start trusting the new AC? Because he was once again last night in the press conference very adamant about, you know, this is the new me. Like, I know I haven't really proven it, proven it yet, but he's like, I feel different. So, 
I mean, how many races yeah, in a row do you go two, before you start trusting two, it? Three rounds in a row before he proves it to me. So right now, he he's got Tomac syndrome. Okay. Well, dude, well, that's I was just about to say something similar to that. And, you know, we'll talk about that when we talk about 450s. But that's the problem with AC is he gets a start and he's fine. And even though his starts have been pretty on point this year, like, okay, he gets a start, he more than likely is going to win. But I can't trust that if he gets a third place start, he's going to win. Like that's that's the issue. If you're if you're going to bank a title or a guy who's going to win a title on, he's only going to win races if he gets starts. And then if he does it, he's going to implode or be all over the place. Like that's another thing, man. Like I, I can't trust that. I'm I'm kind of with Cole. Like I got to see at least three races in a row. If he goes to San Diego and has another you know a two again, like I understand the point. I want to see a thump in the back win. Um, yeah, I I don't know if he can do that like I, I don't I I don't think he can like I think the, even though it's a lot slimmer with uh the depth like I think the 250 west is is too deep with Mikel Rass and and Nichols and, and Frenchie for sure Frenchie like I don't think he's gonna be able to come from eight yeah yeah speaking of Frenchie that, that leads us right into our next guy so yeah he's coming from the back so um if, if he gets a good start boys I think he uh oh he wins he wins yeah I mean he's definitely fast I mean, he's a little sketchy, too, but... I, I put money down on Frenchie that if Frenchie gets a start, like, I don't care if it's AC or not. Like, he's not he's not getting passed. Like, yeah. That's just my opinion. Like, I know that he's on the edge, but, dude, his wolf speed is, like... It's insane. At least a couple tenths better than everybody else's. Like, oh, it's he was, insane. He was very aggressive. Oh, no. A AC like, said in the press conference, they, like, uh, they did the, what is it, the dark fish or whatever. Um... Dylan was like a second faster than him through the whoop sections all day. Like Dude, he just bombs eyes. He and it's funny too because this trainer being DV, like he he's obviously not as tall as DV. He's not small by any means, but he literally just bombs eyes through him. And it's one of those things that if he's getting loose in the front end of dipping, he just rhythms out. He just he literally just okay, I'm gonna bombs eye through, drop in, and I'll just try to triple out at that point. Like it. It does not matter to him. He is not yeah. scared. Adaptability. Yeah, he's definitely yeah, it's, him and him and AC are definitely the fastest dudes in the class, but they're also the sketchiest dudes in the class for the West. Which is and and and, and we kind of talked about it last week. It's weird because French guys are not. And when Dylan came in, even though he was a little bit sketchy when he got used to it, like he was more known for being a very methodical guy coming from the GPs, and then it's like as soon as he came over here. He just kind of conformed to the U.S. style with a ton of body language, and he's definitely gone backwards with how he was when he first came over here. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it kind of works for him, and it kind of doesn't. But I, I want to see him get a start because I, I, I put money on, on it. But if he gets a start, like, he gaps. Like, I just don't see anybody beating him if he gets a start. Yeah, probably not. So, and yep. And so his teammate is obviously more consistent, Colt Nichols. I mean, he's gone. Let me click this here. He's gone what? Three, three, two, two one, or one, one. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. still he still got the points lead, but it's only by like two. But I mean, dude, he every weekend I I watch the races, I go to the races here. Obviously, the last two, he looks good. He's fast. He's like he's a tick control. off speed wise, but he's not sketchy like the other two. But his bad days a third. That's the difference. Yeah, exactly. Yep, his bad day is a third, not a fifth or a sixth or something. Yep. So, yeah, I'm liking what I'm seeing out of him this year. I, I think that if he can get through San Diego with another podium, and then if, you know, say AC has an issue or, you know, Frenchie has another issue, and, you know, he can extend it to another four going into the break and stuff, and then, like I said, getting some outdoor testing time, 
I think that's going to set him up good for just, you know, a run for the last three rounds because, he, yeah, he's just been the most consistent guy in the class. Now, although I do feel like last night in the main, like when he was sitting back there pacing AC, like he got pretty close to him and he was putting pressure on him. You could tell the AC, it was getting to him a little bit. And I almost feel as the track kept breaking down, like Nichols almost got a little bit content. He's like, okay, I'm going to sit back. If AC's going to make a mistake, he's going to make a mistake. If not, and I think when he did that, AC recouped and he gapped out a little bit, and Nichols could just never regain that momentum back. And then obviously that started spiraling and going backwards, you know, to third mm-hmm. and stuff. But uh, he had the pace there, but I just I feel like he got a little bit too content with where his pace was, and he could never he could never latch back on. I don't know if he got after. Pace or it looks like he kind of ran out of a little gas. Uh, yeah, which is weird. Which is weird for Nichols because he's not really known for hitting that wall, if that's what it was. I don't, I don't know that it was hitting the wall. I just think, dude, that track was so brutal as far as, like, yeah, the, the dirt sucked. Yeah, maybe his injury riddled past. He, he's just got that switch in his brain now that goes, hey, I'm going to back her down a little bit. You know? Yeah. So. How about how about Frenchie, though, running in way too deep after that first set of whoops? Well. <laughs> like, what's the top press I found on that? Because, like, to me, it's a racing internet. But it's like, yeah, man, that was a that was a little bit too aggressive for your teammate. Like, yeah, you're obviously a little. Yeah, he was just in a hurry to get to the front. And yeah, was trying to make moves quickly. Nichols was turning down racing incident. Yeah, oh yeah, I, yeah, I have no issues with it. I just saw it and I'm like, ooh, I'm like, yeah, I don't know how close those guys are to begin with. Like, that might not make Colt too happy, you know. There and everybody else can be like, okay, it is what it is, but. Um, yeah, no, I didn't have an issue with it. It was just a little interesting. I'm like, oh, okay, that's that might cause a rift back at the truck. Yeah, I don't know. I yeah. didn't, yeah. I didn't, I didn't think it was that bad watching it in the stadium. And there wasn't when I was around him in the press conference. Like there wasn't anything. Of course, they didn't really talk either. So I don't know. Maybe, who knows? Maybe they're pissed at each other. But anyway, moving on. Fourth, yeah. uh, Shane, Shane, shit on Shane here. I mean, a quiet fourth. I did. Um, I was a little disappointed. Yeah, beginning of that race, man, I honestly, I was like, Shane Muckrath is winning this race. Yeah. I thought, he, thought it was going to happen for him. Like, I, I called that up sitting there. I was like, hey, you, you guys watch that guy. He's coming. And then he just kind of settled in. So He just, he didn't look like, and, and maybe because the track was just getting so square edged and broken down and stuff, like maybe he was playing conservative because he knew he was where he was in the, he knew where he was in the points. But man, like he just, he didn't look like he had that next level. And like I said, maybe he just didn't care about having the next level. But, dude, even um, though he closed in on Cole, there, after, what, maybe four or five laps, like, there was no point that I was thinking, okay, he's going to the front anymore. And I kind of agree with you, like, what you're saying, Cole. Like, that's his kind of track. And for the first couple minutes, I was like, okay, maybe he's going to make a push. And then after the five-minute mark, I'm like, okay, he's just – he's not going to go anywhere. Like, yeah. he's just going to stay there the whole entire time yeah. until somebody crashes. He lacks yeah, intensity. Yeah, we're going to link together and catch HP, but – and it just never happened, which, like I said, maybe that was just his game plan. He's like, hey, just get out of here safe. But, yeah, I was a little surprised with how well he coming off A2. Like, I, I just I expected a little bit more, I guess. Yeah, no, he, he lacks intensity. Um, when I was in practice, I told you guys I had a couple industry insiders sitting behind me, and they, had, they made the mention when they went out there for Q2. They were like, dude, Shane's not out in front. Because if you remember back to, like, last year, Shane was always – always the first guy off the line in practice and getting out there in front and getting some clean laps in before everything got all discombobulated. So, 
And I've noticed that the last couple of weeks, too, in practice. Like, he's not out in front. He, he's the same way as Anderson. Like, Anderson last year was always out in front in practice. And this year, Anderson was never out in front in practice. So, it's almost like Watch an intensity. San Diego. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, he could. We It wouldn't be the first time we looked dumb. Um, all right. So, fifth and sixth, uh, Jacob Hayes. I see Hayes and yeah, he could have another normal ride for Jake dude, Hayes. I see him as a top five That's guy. Who he is. But I don't see him on the box. Like he lacks a no. little just a little bit of speed and he I think a, just enough fitness that he can't land on the box with the other three. Yeah, I don't I see him on the box at the start of the line, like A C wads it up, which we know might happen. You know you know honestly where I could see him on the box and this is gonna kinda sound weird considering what race it is, but because it's so hectic. I think he could be on the box of the East-West shootout in Atlanta. I really do. I think that, that he's used to that kind of dirt, even though he's a Carolina kid. Super tacky. He's, he's good on that kind of stuff. They're always had big whoops in Atlanta. And just because the crazy – I mean, look, J-Mart won Indy last year. Like, even though J-Mart is ten times better than Jacob Hayes is, I just feel like that that'd be the one race I could see, like which is Cole just said, the stars align. Because that race is so freaking hectic. Yeah, like, that I, could I could be. See it. I really could. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I could see it. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then oh. and then sixth place McAdoo, dude. McAdoo was impressive looking all day. I don't know if you guys noticed it in practice, watching it on um, online or whatever, but in the stadium watching him, he was impressive uh, in my view. I just noticed in the heat race. Yeah, that too. So, um, yeah. Cole, any thoughts on McAdoo or? Um, he. Yeah, he looks a lot better. I think he's just gelling with the team a little more, getting a little more, getting his feet wet a little longer, finishing the bike out and figuring all that. Yeah. Do we think he gets a top five at any point this season? Man, I hope so, but I don't know, man. If he gets a good start again like he did, he almost died on the start. I don't know if you guys saw that. He clipped his foot and almost really that. So we we like somebody's got a fleet, uh, and I know that they don't normally do this. We can't have 90-degree corners as first turns anymore, man. And I think Enzo Lopes would agree with that wholeheartedly. <laughs> Poor Lopes, man. Like, bro, dude, like 90-degree corners in, in Supercross, especially right into a rhythm section, and as slow speed as that rhythm section was coming out of the first turn, 90-degree corners just do not work in Supercross. That's just, it's, that cannot be a thing. Yeah, that was a little sketchy. No. So, um, okay, let's see. Let's work down the line a little bit more here. So, Michael Moseman, um, that kid is starting to impress me more and more. He was at the top for a while in one of the qualifying sessions. I don't remember which one. He's starting but... to figure it out. What's that, Cole? Starting to get it figured out. Um, getting, getting those rookie jitters out of there, staying on two wheels. And... I honestly, and, and this is going to sound like just a dickhead thing to say, but, like, just – being like the way I like to break down technique and stuff. I think if you just had a coach, a riding coach, because if you ever watch him, and I'm not going to get like real deep into this, but like, dude, his whoop speed, his commitment is great, but if you always watch him, like the way he unlocks his hips and he likes to arch his upper body back too much, like if he had a coach out there that like worked with him on a day in and day out basis, I think that dude has the speed to run top five consistently. It's just the small nuances, man. Like he struggles with certain things and stuff and I think that all that's all it would be. Like, if he had somebody out there coaching him every day, dude, the kid has got speed. Like, does, there's no doubt in that. Does he train at yeah. Alden's, too? He he was last summer, but I think he's been, because he's on the West Coast now, he's been in California for okay. pretty much, like, since Thanksgiving. Okay. Um, and then, 
Uh, dude, how about Jess Pettis leading the heat race for like three laps? Dude, the kid's he's next, you know, Canadian Wonder Boy. And he according looked, to Steve Mattis. Yeah, and he looked good. I mean, I think honestly, it was just kind of he realized where he was and he started making some mistakes. Um, but the first few laps when he was just flowing, dude, that guy's got the speed to be out there. Yeah, he's looking yep. good. He's got the, he's got the setup. The bike looks good. He's got it going on. Oh no, dude, he, he's got a good, he, he's got a he's got a lit kit. He's got a lit kit. Like that whole thing is working for him and stuff. So I hope, like I said, like I said, I think it was a Glendale show. I hope that he gets picked up for outdoors because. Uh, it's good to just have a little bit of different flavor out there that people aren't used to. And I, you know, I think his name is getting out there. Like he's, you know, he's been up there. He's oh, had some top guns and stuff. Step back from Jeff Pettis a little bit too. I don't mean to cut you guys off, but kind of skip over Garrett Marsh, mate. Did he get? Did he get? What did he get? Seventh? Eight. He, uh, he went eighth, right behind Mosman. So he, uh, he had a rough couple of weeks, but seventeen yeah. more kids first year. That's that's pretty respectable in my opinion. Dude, they just the yeah these, these rookies are getting it figured out like they're just uh, they're picking up on shit. I think that they're realizing that it's uh, <clears throat> it's not a sprint. It, it's it's a marathon, and a lot of these kids like I think they just they're realizing that hey, when you're not feeling it, like the same like the amateur days, don't keep pushing the pace. Like just take the point, get out yeah. alive. Yep. Garrett Marshbanks, and uh, he's a lead athlete. Where's the next race? Dude, I don't like Marsh Banks. Like, I was hyping him up coming out as an amateur. You know what that leaves me into, boys? Oh, God. Uh, are we going to Chris Bloss again? No. Oh, okay. The Leah low-key ride for the 254. Who, who, who is the low-key ride? Leah Thone, Garrett Marsh Banks. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, that's good, you know? <laughs> the Leah low-key no, ride. No, for the low-key ride. I gotta get a I gotta get a Liat low key ride emblem made for this. So when you say that, I can throw it on the screen. You're not getting you're not getting a Liat one made. <laughs> I'm not getting what? You're getting a Liat. You're getting a Liat one made. Whatever, Jesus God. Okay. Is there anything else anyway, for the two fifties? Anyway, continue, continue. That's our that's our low key ride of the night. Well, I don't uh, the only thing I want to say, even though his uh, result didn't reflect how he his day went. Man, Jimmy D looked damn good in that heat yeah. race. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God. He oh, looked yeah. Great. Yeah, so, we, so we'll, go back. we'll get there. Let's, let's go back to Jess Pettis and then keep Berman down the list, kind of stay in order. No, I, I think Jess Pettis, like, I think he's just doing good. Like, I, I think that he's, yeah. honestly, in my opinion, he's doing better than expected, considering how his rookie, and I do air quotes, his rookie year went. Like, he's just, that bike's good, and he's, uh, whatever his program is, I don't I don't know anything about it. It's just working for him because, uh, as far as I know, he's the top privateer in the 250 class so far, right? Like, probably. Because yeah. is doing better than him. Well, that would count. Once you kind of consider, though, that, like, Jacob being on the Rock River and the, the AJE gas money, like, that's not really a privateer thing. I would. Like, yeah, what I mean, privateer is just like showing up in the back of a sprinter van. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't consider I wouldn't consider Blos and Hayes a privateer thing, but some people do. So I, I don't know. It's a weird, it's a weird area. So yeah. So good on Jeff Pettis though. Like he's doing good. Yeah. I, I like seeing that. Uh, scary Jerry Robin and Flo. Solid, solid ride. For scary yeah. Jerry, Jer- Jerry didn't carry yesterday. That's for sure. Once he again, like with, with Jimmy D and Hampshire going down, but still. Yep. Steve Mathis said he was a whole new Jerry, and nobody believed him. Well, you know, he's right. He's made every main so far, right? Like, yeah, I think he's made every main. I, I think he's finished them all, too. I think so. Hold on. Yeah, well, see. about time. 
He had all that hype as a Geico kid and never lived up to it. So, same time. Yeah, he's been in every main. 14, 20, 19, 12. So, not bad. Not bad. So. Well, it's getting better. Getting better. All right. Anybody else we want to touch on here before we uh, before we move on? So, since we're trying to keep this show a little uh, shorter. Uh, not really. Jimmy D with a, with a heat race. That was badass. Yep. Um, Scott yeah, out of all places, the one. Main. Mitchell's lit kit was better than Scotty Champions. Let's calm down. We're in the same lit kit, homie. Oh, I thought that Scotty Champion changed his up for the night show. I guess I wasn't paying attention to him. Shocker. He changed his shit up. Shocker. You should pay attention to him, bro. Why why do I need to pay attention to Scott Champion? Oh, boy. Because he's got a lit lit kit. Oh my God. God, dude! The only person right. I care about on that team is Mitchell. Got champion, whatever. Dude. All right, that's it. We're moving. We're moving on. Moving on to 450s. We're moving on to 450s. So. Moving on. All right, moving on. All right, so now we're moving on 450s. All right, boys. Let's uh, let's start from the top down again, like we did. Cooper Webb backs up his win from last week. Bang bang, dude. Two fifty coops back. Wire to wire. Cooper, do I think you finger Webb? I mean, I mean, he's back, right? I, mean, I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to completely no, say he's back. he's back, but he's definitely. Oh, no, he's back. He's back, I did dude. say this last week. I was like, he's got his start figured out, and uh, dude, he's back. And I, and honestly, said all I figured out is like, or all I said was, hey, at least if he gets two podiums before we go east, and he goes out and fucking backs it up and wins it, which we kind of wanted to see out of Barcher and Baggett. Like, dude, he's back. Like, no, I know it's only two races, but he's back. Like, plain simple. That looked like old Coop. Yeah, he. I agree with that. Dude, they asked him. Did you guys watch the press conference at all? No, I haven't watched it yet. I bust my ass. I spend all this money to get the press conferences, and you guys don't listen to him. Well, we knew you weren't going to be in it. (laughs) I hate you guys. Anyway. Um, he, they asked him in the press conference, they were like, uh, did you think you were going to win two races this year? And he's like, well, the goal was to win one, but he goes to win two. Hell no. I didn't think I was going to win two. And, uh, so yeah, Dude. so I, I think he's even shocking himself a little bit here. He even said on the podium after like, after the main, he was like, nobody told me the second one was supposed to be harder than the first one. <laughs> yeah. He pumped up a little bit. I was Lucian was oh, catching yeah. him. I mean, he was high in Lucian. He knew where he was at. Oh, yeah. But, uh, he, he let him catch him, and I was hoping that he was going to gunsling Lucian, too. He should make that a signature thing, just gunsling everybody. Well, I think it's <laughs> funny that everybody's kind of, like, lost over the fact that, they're like, those two do not like each other. Like, no. Let's not forget no. the 250 days when he's, like, French, you don't want nothing. Like, like, jumping him and all that. Yeah, Coop and Marv aren't the best of friends, and that was another thing that, like, worried me when this whole, like, Situation went down. I was like, "Ooh!" I was like, "I don't know how much that's gonna work with those two yeah, training together." Cooper, Cooper coming in there and just being like, "Hey, I know we don't like each other, but we gotta work together." Yeah, but I, dude, like, I, I, I think he's back. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, th- we want, like I said, we wanted to see a guy back it up. He did it. He led wire to wire. You know, he just, he was on it. And man, 
I'm not a KTM guy by any means, but dude, that bike fits him so freaking good. Like, just, it looks like an extension of him. Anything he wants to do with that bike, it's going to go with him, plain and simple. It's not bucking him around whatsoever. Like, yeah, the wolves were sketchy and stuff, but dude, yeah, he, was look, he was looking slick. He hasn't, he hasn't looked this confident, like I said, since the 250 days. Like, I don't know. I, I have no problem saying he's back. Like, I, I really don't. I, I still, think I still I want to see a back couple where more. He was. I want to see a couple more rounds. Pooper Webb is no longer Pooper Webb. Jesus. He's not Pooper Webb anymore, man. He's doing that number two some justice. He is. He's an old, he's yep. old the candle to the previous number twos. Yep. I just, uh, I, I, guess I, I don't, I guess he is a number two if you want to call him Pooper. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Can we not be play on words? Seriously, can we just, I mean, not? Okay, thanks for the motocross. Yes, no, like, man, that that bike is just working for him. It really is. You know, he's a small, compact guy. He's got the flex of the bike. It's, you know, it's a low center of gravity bike and stuff, and he just, uh, it's working for him. And I don't know, man, I I said it about Barsha, and I said it about Baggett, and they couldn't back it up, but I think that Coop is also another one of those guys that, I don't know if you really want to give a lot of confidence to him. Like, you know, we already know that he's confident through the roof. Now there's, uh, there's, there's one more thing that I want to be. I guess I'm, I can speak for A1, but uh, I want to see him come through the pack a little bit. Yeah. Now I get what you're saying, that but do you think? 100%. Do we really think that's even possible though? Now, no. like I don't know if that's possible anymore. Blake Baggett, we'll get to him. He was like 13th on the first lap. Yeah. Okay, so like come through the pack and do that or come through the pack and win? Because I guess I should have explained myself. I don't start, know if anybody can start 7th and 8th and come through and win. Okay, see, that I can understand. Like that I can get. Like the 13th, the first anymore, I don't think that shit's happening anymore. No, that ain't happening no more. But, uh, no, I get what you're saying. And, and let's not forget, like, I, it could have, should have, would have. If Coop gets a good start in Glendale and finishes just top five, dude, his points gap is pretty decent right now. Yeah. 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 The only thing that worries me with Webb, like, coming through the pack like that, too, is uh, fast moment. Let's, let's his ego get to him, man. Like, he, instead of just passing the guy and, and boosting He gets him, caught up. He gets caught up in, uh, in some other bullshit. And, uh, yeah, if he does that, it, might, it could ruin his race instead of just focusing forward and, and leaving the uh, off-track stuff. Well, dude, I guess you could say. I just I, I went back and watched the broadcast again on on NBC Sports, you know, today, and man, I just oh my god, dude, he just he looked good, like plain and simple. There was that one part of that main where I looked at him, and I'm going, yeah, no, like this this guy does not have his shit dialed in, so, and I I feel like it's gonna sound like I'm I'm fanboying, but everybody knows that I'm a coop guy, but like yeah, I, I was just going to ask you if you got a poster on your wall yet. No, man, I don't. I don't. I, I mean, I would have had he kept going from the 250 days because that was my dude. Like, you can even ask Travis, but, I, dude, I just, I was impressed. That's all I can really say. Like, I, I was just impressed. He just looked good the whole entire time. So, I was on the floor last night. Obviously, we talked about this already. Um, but the one thing I noticed with him that he was doing that, from what I could see, that no one else was doing was that kind of, like, weird when you crossed over the start straight again and went through to that, like, step-up kind of double into the corner weird thing. He was hitting the side oh, where he... Table? Yeah, he would, like, jump all the way over it and then double into the corner where, like, everyone else yep. was jumping onto it and then onto the single and then rolling into the cor- rolling over the single into the corner... Webb was the only guy that was, like, basically double-doubling through there, and it looked faster. Like, and that and that's from the perspective of yeah. literally standing there watching it from the floor, 
it was faster. So, um, oh yeah. Oh, I don't yeah, know why anyone else didn't do that, but he did that all main long. And like the other side where you were just jumping on that. broke down. So usually I catch shit like that. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, he was because Kenny was doing it in the heat race, and Eli was doing it in the heat race, and everybody else was doing it. And uh, by the main and stuff, after about three laps, they started checking up and just doubling onto the table, doubling off and singling into the corner. And yeah, Coop, like, I think the thing was honestly because of how hard you were preloading that, and then as you were hitting the downside, like, you still couldn't get all the way over it. Like, I think a lot of dudes were just, because you were under-breaking, were afraid that they were going to tag that with a rear wheel and pitch into the fucking face of that double. And Coop just, I mean, he just absorbed it. Like, he just waited the rear end and let the front end get light, and he he was getting over it smooth. But I don't know if either of you guys noticed the first lap of the main. Dude, he almost went over the face of the double into the corner. Like, the first lap, he came in way too hot. He almost did some video game shit and jumped the whole section. <laughs> yeah, like I was looking at that and I was like, "Holy crap!" Yep. So uh, moving on. Oh no, he, he looked good. So yeah. So moving yeah, on anyway. Marv. I, I consider him a player now. Yeah. So Marv, another sneaky good ride. He's racing himself back into shape. I heard this week that he didn't even start riding till like the 26th of December. So yeah. yeah no, yeah. I do want to mention. I think he would have won that if he had not went down. Yeah, probably. Um, Given how Webb kind of tightened up, and he admitted that he tightened up, I think Marv would have been there. I think I think it would have been a battle. I can see that, but I, yeah, I can see that, but I don't think that Marv was faster. That's going to sound weird, but I think wow. that, yeah, I think he would have won because if we're going, assuming that Webb would have tightened up, yeah, he probably would have got around him. Yeah, I but, don't know. I think Marv was smart enough. He was sitting back there just watching him. Oh, yeah, dude. It would have, like, they were gone on everybody. After, like, five laps, they were, they were gone. It was, like, what, five or six seconds back to third, and everybody was kind of yo-yoing and stuff. But, yeah, had Marv not gone down, it definitely would have been a battle. And I could see that because, you know, Coop did tighten up. Now, if we are saying that Coop wouldn't have tightened up, Coop was clearly the best guy out there. Like, he was the fastest. It's just, yeah, if, if we're assuming that that same thing still happens, Marv was just on lock. Like, he was getting through the whoops good, and, uh, yeah, he's he's slowly getting better. And if we want to talk about a guy that's building and building and that really didn't have a lot of time on the bike, like for him being in fourth, we talk about Eli and Kenny, and we'll get to that. Like, dude, that's an accomplishment for him to even be in fourth in the points right now. Yeah. Yep. 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 And then no, he's he's looking good. He's looking good. Okay. And then let's round out the podium here. Baggett comes through the pack, like we said, thirteenth to third, and. Holy, Holy shit. shit, was he on fire? Like, they asked him in the press conference, they go, how, what do you, like, they said something about, like, his whoop speed or something, and he goes, honestly, I just listened to Burner, which is basically just uh, close my eyes and pray to God and pin it. And, uh, yeah. And dude, he blew past Kenny in the whoops. Dude, yeah, I know. He, he was fast. He blew but, past Kenny in the whoops. Yeah. He's another short guy, and he's good in the whoops. Him and Jimmy D got short man syndrome figured out. Yeah. You know what's crazy about that, though? Like, and, and, and Cole, you talked about this in the group text when we were all talking about the main last night back and forth. Like, I didn't even realize, like, I wasn't paying attention to him. And then when I saw him closing in on Tomac, I was like, holy shit, where'd he come from? And then when you said that he came from so far back, I was like, okay. And then when I rewatched it, dude, he was latched onto the back of Tomac for the first two laps. And then Tomac got through the pack a little bit better. Banger went from, like, 11th to 5th in, like, a matter of two laps because Eli was sitting at 8th. Bagger was still back in 12th, and I didn't realize that. Like, he, dude, I don't know where he was finding speed other than the whoops. But, yeah, he was coming through a man on a mission. 
and he was mediocre the whole entire day. Like, he was actually shit most of the day, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, he didn't. I didn't see him all day really do anything spectacular. So to come out in the main and get third, I was like, wow, that's uh, that's impressive. There, that is, that's an impressive feat. So, so can we say that uh, even though I'm not gonna hype up the heat races, like unless you're somebody that's struggling with bike setup or confidence because you're not getting the, you know the track dialed in, and then you go out and have a good call or have a good heat race. Can we say we're at the point that nowadays these heat races really don't mean jack shit? Like, can you get a good indication of what the main's going to go? Because Eli won his, you know, and then Cole did really well, but Cole did go down. But Bagger was just terrible, and then he comes out of nowhere. I don't think we can really base anything off what happens in the heat races anymore. Like, I really don't. Nope. Not this season. No, I don't think you so know? either. So, All right. So it's weird because, like, you almost, you almost had an idea <clears> that for a long time that you could kind of – you kind of knew what was going to happen if somebody went out and dominated the heat race, and then Baggett just pulls that crap. Yeah. All right, so fourth place on the night, Tomac. Um, I mean, what has he been? Has he literally been, like, fourth all year? Uh, he's just, eh, he got the third of day two. Three, four, day three, one. four, three, four. He's like a new He's being the new cheese pizza. <laughs> the cheese pizza? Yeah, like Cheese pizza is always good, but it's never terrible. Well, it's never, it's never great. Yeah. And it's just there. Okay, so we all know the struggles that he's had the last two years. Like, he's leaps and bounds better than he was the last two years. So we can't take that away from him. But And, and we've talked about it before, and we've talked about it off camera and stuff. Like, him him and Kenny pulling the dunge method. But I, I can't understate this enough, or, I, you know, I can't overstate this enough. Dungey got great starts his whole entire career. Eli is not a good starter. We know what happens when he gets a start like that. We know what he can do. But if he's going to go off of, hey, I'm going to do the dunge method, yeah, he's not going to win a championship doing that, doing it that way, especially nowadays, because I've seen that some people are talking about, oh, well, look what he did in, you know, 17. He started off horrible with the bike set up, and then he went on yeah. fire. And it's like, well, first off, the field wasn't as deep in 17 when he went on that run. No disrespect to the guys he was racing. You know, we knew that Dungey was, you know, at the end of his career – but Tomac's stars aren't good enough to win a Ryan Dunn's championship. Like, it's just, it's fact. I'm, I'm just looking into the future. You're going to get flamed in the comments on you and Tomac A. No, I'll, well, when we go to Kenny, I'll say that I'll, I'll talk about Kenny. I have strong feelings about Kenny. I mean, we can talk about Kenny because Kenny mean, finished fifth after a great-looking well, day. Let's go into Kenny because I'm very, very puzzled on what happened to him. I'm disappointed with both of them. Like, I, I, we'll move on to Kenny, but I'm just disappointed with both of them. Like, plain and simple, they got dropped. Like, they got dropped after was, they made their mistakes. was not a good night for them. was not a good night for either one of them. I mean, don't get me wrong. You've got the top four dudes are all within four points in the points. So, this is far from but, over. But, yeah, it's definitely a little puzzling as to dude, what the hell's going on with the big, big three, I guess, at this point. I mean, you've got Marv, I guess, finished second. So, that's acceptable. Well, no, Marv's doing better than they are. Like, he's not ahead of him in points, but, like, dude, he's, he's trending upwards where they're trending backwards. Yeah, so I don't, like, I don't really that's, know. That's the difference. Yeah, it's like, wow, it's like Kenny hit a wall. It's, like, super weird. I, I don't know, man. It was, his, his line selection, in my opinion, especially entering the whoops, like, he kept just, he kept dropping into the same rut, and it was just super square-edged, and he just couldn't get the bike to play going in the whoops, and then the front end would start dipping, like, three in. That was the one thing that I really noticed, because I was kind of puzzled, like, you were cool, like, just what happened. But, uh, man, I just can't – I can't state this enough. Like, dude, 
they got dropped. Like, after they made their mistakes, and we know that Eli couldn't get over the 3-5-3 into the triple, but, dude, they still had eight minutes to go, and Baggett and Marr put, like, what, seven, seven and a half seconds on them with eight minutes to go plus one? Yeah, like, they were battling with each other. Like, they have pushing each other. Yeah, that's – it, it's just not a normal thing. Like, and, and if like I said, we keep talking about them playing consistent, great. They're second and third in the points. But, man, it, I don't know. I, I just – I don't – it's good that we talk about these guys that are trying to do the dungy way and, and be conservative when you aren't feeling it, which is, you know, he won enough championships. But I'm not trying to pump up Ryan Dungy because he's not one of my guys, but not a lot of guys can do what Ryan Dungy did because they're not consistent enough. These guys need to win races, and I know we're only four in, but, dude, with Coop trending up and Marv getting better and, you know, Baggett pulling shit out of his ass, like, <laughs> I I don't know. I guess I'm just really disappointed. I know it's only four rounds in, and people are going to be like, oh, it's jumping on the band, you know, off the bandwagon too quickly. But, no, man, like, that that was just disappointing, in my opinion. Yep. Yeah, it, it was. I was, I was very, very... Yep. So, all right, moving down the line, Dean Wilson, dude, the heat race, I heard that he, in the first corner there, he got kind of buckled up and, uh, I guess, tweaked his knee... Um, but it ended up being fine, but I couldn't figure out what the hell was going on in the heat race. Uh, Dean Wilson and me, I do not want to hear those two things in the same sentence ever again. Uh, Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, when I saw that, I was like, oh, God, here we go again. Yep, but he said everything's cool. I mean, he rode to a sixth in the main, so I guess everything must be cool. So that's good for him. Again, just another solid ride. I mean, he's... uh, I think he stays where he's at, too. He's got enough outside sponsorship to where he's doing his own thing. He's happy. Yeah. Uh, I told you guys I noticed the the Lululemon logo. That's an outside camera. Yeah. It looks good. Yep. So, uh... It looks good. And then seventh, I mean... They were used to man. He's right around that same spot every weekend. Yeah. Well, honestly, he's basically... Even though he hasn't, uh, you know, other than A1, like, he hasn't really backed it up that close to the box. He's basically kind of in that situation where Weston Pike was last year, for all of last year. He's kind of, like, just in that middle ground. Like, he doesn't quite have the speed to get a podium, but he's probably going to be 4-7 to seven or 4-8 to eight any other time. Like, that's yeah, just he's just way Yep. Yeah. So, no, he's, he's riding good. I'm, I'm very impressed with him. Like, it, it's good to see him doing good again. Yep. Uh, seventh place, Justin Barsha. I think that's phenomenal for a guy who literally in the middle of practice I saw pull off the track and massage his lower back because his tailbone's so fucked up. So He's still uh, in, he's in on the points right now, right? Uh, let me check here. Yes, he's I think, in I think that sounds right. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, yeah, he's I hanging in there. It was Yeah, it's good. No, he he's doing good, you know, and and uh I, I don't know. I, I I think it's just with Barsha, you kind of just have to just have to wait to see what happens because he's still at that point, though. Even though he's a lot better than he where it was the last couple of years, he's still very up and down. But we know that if he gets a start and he's feeling good, I mean, we know that he could podium. So. Yep. So, um, all right, let's just – now we're kind of getting into the nitty-gritty here. Okay, so Bogle, big crash in the whoops in the heat race. Oh, my God. Like, literally ripped the fender oh, and the yeah, seat that, off. That fender's sticking in the ground, man. Like, that thing just stuck up like a bone and you're, like, straight out of the seat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, dude, like, the whole, the whole subframe almost came off. It, it did, dude. It was it bad. Like, it exploded, but he, he looped out so hard, the fender just... Stuck in the ground, straight up and down. Yep. But I'll tell you this, though, man. 
he looked good for those first three laps. He looked, yeah. first, he looked good for those first three laps in the main. Yep. So um, then, then you had Cole Sealy in 11th. Cole in the right direction. Yep. Cole and Cole had a good qualifying, own. but just didn't do anything and didn't, didn't go anywhere in the main. Did he crash in the main or something? Is that why he was 11th? Or? Yeah. yeah. Okay. He went to the beach corner. Oh, gotcha. How about um, how about no, in that I, I beach? I want to go back to Bogo. Bogo, Bogo's my guy for this class. You know, no, dude, he wrote good. Like, he just needs confidence boost. That's it. Yeah. You already know. You want to say it for me, Justin? How about, no, how about, uh, how about AP crashing in that wall that jump and then oh, oh, re-landing oh, on him oh, and God. AP flagging <laughs> or, or dirt or Travis, dirt dugging, Travis, whatever. I'm going to let you get it out. What? Travis. Travis. <laughs> Do you want to say it for me? No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. I'm not saying it either. Go ahead, Cole. Say it. We at low-key ride for the 4th class. Justin, Justin Bogle. Oh, God. All right, so, so can, can we talk about a guy, like, because we're not going to really talk about him because his, uh, you know, his uh, piece of shit, Kawasaki, decided to grenade. How about Joey Savachi? Yeah, I don't really want to talk about my fantasy picks getting fucking... Oh, I don't I don't like it either, bro, because uh, nobody told me that Justin Starling did, wasn't going to ride the night show. Oh, dude, you should have texted me because that motherfucker was in a, like, cast with ice on it already, like, during Q2. Yeah, no, that's great. It was great. I picked him, didn't know anything because his qualifying times were decent, and then, you know, Enzo Lopes decided to just watch shit in the same spot in the start. Like, just there's no other way that could happen again. Look, I'm not going to... But, gonna... uh, Savachi. Kyle Chisholm being Kyle Chisholm, but, no, actually, I want to switch up my Liat Loki ride to a Liat rider, Cole Martinez. Martinez is good. I know you're kind of high on Martinez. Yep. But, uh, yep. Oh, yeah. 15th is a solid, solid ride. Dude, he just, man, he's going to, I think he, at the end of the year, if he can make all the races, he's going to end up being a top finishing privateer, in my opinion. Probably. Dude, and Savachi's bike what? blowing up. Savachi's got more problems than that. The dude crashed twice in qualifying. Yeah, nobody gives yeah, a shit bro. about qualifying, bro. He won a seat race. The guy can't stay off the fucking ground. Did he was his bike blowing up his fault? He was in third. Like, give the guy some credit, dude. He went out and won his heat race, and he was running third, and his bike started to started to grenade. Like, honestly, I'm I'm saying this right now. If his bike doesn't grenade, he takes advantage or he capitalizes on Eli and Kenny having issues. And I'm not so sure that he's not battling with Baggett at the end of that main. I don't know, man. Like, bro, I know you got some serious hate for Savachi, dude, but him crashing and qualifying has nothing to do with how his night race, how he rode in the night race. It has he everything to do. He can't stay off the ground, man. Did he crash, Savachi, did he crash you it all the night? You, night? you have been very adamant that the Savachi syndrome was a 250 thing, yada, 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 yet he still is doing it on the 450. His best finish is an eighth. He He's in sixteenth in points. Did he do it during the night? I don't. Did he do it during the night? No, he didn't have I'm to. He's got the Savachi syndrome. The Savachi syndrome covers all bases, including his bike blowing up. Oh no, that's the dumbest thing oh, I've ever heard. Yeah, I'm sorry, that's the stupidest thing. You just sounded like an idiot, dude. This kid, you I'm telling you, like an idiot, dude. The only reason he's going to be on Factory no. Cowie next year is because Jmart's not moving up. That's the only reason. No, bro. This he kid showed last night before his stupid piece oh, of shit house he grenaded about what he can really do, and I'm telling you right now, that's who Joey Savacci is. No, he's Anybody not. He's not. Him away from Joey. Hey, I will agree. Joey looks good. I'm not really the biggest Savacci guy, but uh, he he looks solid, man. Yeah, dude. He was in that. He was in that pack, and he was not. 
It's not like he got dropped. He was ahead of Kenny. Kenny got around him, and then he just latched onto him, and then his bike grenaded two laps later. Great, right? congrats. So his bike, like doesn't said, his bike doesn't grenade. So his bike doesn't grenade, and what? he has his best finish of the season of a fifth. Awesome. Cool. Really think? great. No. Hell no. He gets at least top three. The end of the race. No way. No way. Podium position. Yeah. No yeah, way. You're high. You are high as hell. I think he beats Kenny, Kenny and Eli. Without any issues they were having at the end of that main, Joey was not all over the place like they were. I think he beats both of them. I no. really do. I think he, I think he lets Tomac by. <laughs> wow. If he's letting Tomac <laughs> by for no reason, that's just ridiculous. But, no, dude, he was... He was better than they were last night. Oh, his bike grenaded. It was out of his hands. Had nothing to do with him. Look, you know what? When I'm back in studio next Bradley. week and he's got another and DNF because he hit so the much. ground, I'm, then I'm we'll talk. I'm bringing you a present into the studio next week, all right? You're bringing who into the studio next week? I'm bringing you a present since you like Savachi so much. Oh, God. Oh, God. All right, let's All get... I'm saying is your, your, hate, your hate for Joey is just like my hate for Zacco. It's a little over the top. It's a little over the top. <laughs> no, your hate for Zacco is completely uncalled for because that guy's got three Fine. fucking titles. Your love for... In the 250 class. We're not on the Timbers anymore. It doesn't matter. I'm starting to think you're a homer <laughs> for Joey because of his looks or something. I didn't hear a homer bandwagon Zacco fan. You jumped on his bandwagon when he started winning, guys. Okay, first off, I didn't jump on his bandwagon, okay? You I've been on the on bandwagon. bandwagon. So, in fact, I'm driving I'm that son of a gun. All right, yeah, you know what? We got to get off this topic. You jumped on that bandwagon hard. We got to get off this topic because hey. we'll go for hours on this. Um, hey, you know, you know a bandwagon you need to jump on. Oh boy, here we what? go. Who? Um, actually, just jump off this bandwagon because it's crashing. Who? Justin Hill. Oh, dude, I was just gonna bring that oh, up. I was never on the Justin Hill bandwagon. I'm not either. Did you that, see? Did you that see that crash in practice? Downhill. Oh, dude, that kid is. Uh, he's gonna be off JGR as soon as his contract is up, and he is not gonna have a ride. I don't think. Well, all I know is, is, I mean, fucking, like, the rookies so far have been all over the place. Hill's been up and down. AP had a good ride in the or had a good ride in the mud. Joey was killing it. Bike grenades. Zacco hasn't raced yet. I mean, these rookies really aren't living up to the hype yet, and I don't think it's going to get any better when Zacco comes back. So, like, no, the, the rookies are struggling right now. Oh, okay. I didn't see that coming out of your mouth. So, <laughs> did you guys see that crash that Hill had in practice, though? Yeah, no, I, that's why I said that he'll rap out. Dude, holy shit. Like, completely ejected over the berm and, like, lands on a flagger, like, on the other straight. That was insane, man. I think it's going to get better when we go East Coast. I just, I'm not on the Hill bandwagon, but I can't, I can't believe that he was as good as he was in those two rounds last year and then having good rides outdoors, and then just all of a sudden he goes into Supercross with a full or a full off season of testing and then it's just this far off. Like I just can't believe that. I yeah, cannot that believe whole, that. That, was, that off season was all testing, no training. Yeah. Probably. I mean it wouldn't surprise me. We we know that he's very vocal about how he goes about things, but I just I think for me to believe that last year was a fluke, I think we gotta get to round ten. Like I wanna see what he does on the East Coast. Like I really do. Now if he goes to Minneapolis and Arlington and shits the bed again then got to start thinking that, yeah, it was just a lot of hype. But, man, I just can't believe that that was just all, like, in our heads and that was just a one-time deal. I just can't believe it. Like, he's too talented of a dude. Maybe. I don't know. So, mm -hmm. all right. Let's, yeah. uh, let's, let's, uh, start, uh, let's start wrapping this up. Predictions for next week. The what? what? 
let's get in some next week predictions. All right, yeah, let's uh, uh, fantasy picks. Let's do let's do uh, let's do some winners here for the classes for next week. Who wants to go first? Two, three. Have you guys seen the track at all? Nope. I'm just getting ready to look it up. Yeah, dude, I I, I glared at it and I didn't really break it down, but it looks like we're gonna possibly like it could be like high forty second lap times. Sweet. So we're gonna do like twenty nine laps. Yeah, there's another back-to-back whoop section into the finish again this weekend. Now, they did change their section at Oakland, so who knows if that's going to stay the same. But it literally looks like it's the whoop section and one rhythm section is going to be the only passing spots. Hmm. So, all about to start. Yeah, pretty much. No, it's, it's going to be, in that track, it's going to be shit by the end of the main. Like, real bad. Like, it won't surprise me if we do 30 laps in the 450 main. Sweet. Mm-hmm. All right, so who you got? Who you got, Justin? Go first. Uh, 250s, uh, man, I just got to believe that Frenchie's going to get a win. He's he's looking too damn good. I think that he finally gets a start, and uh, he pulls out because I don't think the AC can be consistent enough for two weeks. And, man, the 450 class, I got to go with a hot hand, dude. I think Coop goes three for three. Like, Kenny and Eli did not show me anything last night that they are, this is going to sound really ridiculous, are ready to win a main yet. Like, they're just not. Because, you know, we talked about Eli and doing that was only a 12-minute main. It's A2. Kenny struggled. I mean, you got, I think you got to go with a hot hand. I think you got to go with Coop. He's won two in a row, and he's been the best guy so far. I think he goes three for three. I think he rips another holy in league this whole time. Bold prediction there. Bold. Bold. Is it, okay, is it really bold, though? He's just won two in a row. Like, I get what you guys are saying, but it, is it really bold? Or is it just trying to go It is, it is but it I isn't. In the start, he was top two in like the last four starts. Yeah. What's that? He the whole shot of the gate, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he was out front until he had the issue. Yeah. He did that. He was all three of the mains for, for today um, too. Yeah. Yeah. What's the All right. So yeah, I, I think I think Frenchie and Coop. I think they win. Okay. Going. Going. Two fifty class. Ooh, that was rude. Frenchie Fernandez. Okay. Okay. Thinking uh, him. I think he finally pulled it through. Yep. Then we're going into the 450 class. Yep. Andy Carson. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course. Out of real note. Out of real note. <laughs> you probably don't even know who Andy Carson is, do you? No, I don't. I'm just trying to figure out who, what the fuck you just said. Carson Brown. Have you ever seen Motocross, the Disney movie? Oh, yeah, 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 the dude, the brother. Yeah, or the chick. I don't know what you Yeah, one. the chick. That's Andy Carson. Andrea okay. Carson. Anyway. Okay. Now you know. Uh, now I know. I'm going Messy Mar. Okay. It's going to be a... Mushy Mar, Messy Mar. I don't know what you just said. It's going to be a French sweep. Ooh, DB is going to be on the podium taking selfies with both of them, and it's just going right. to be a big old celebration. Okay, so my question to you two is then, uh, since neither of you pick Coop, where do you think he does, and neither of you said anything about Eli, what do you guys think happens with Eli then? So Coop goes Coop goes third. What's that? I think, Coop, I think Coop doesn't get a good start. I think somebody lines up next to him and does him dirty. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I, mean, I think, uh, yeah, he's going to get a bad start, be about 10th or so, and work his way to third or somewhere in there. 
and we'll put that just puts Tomac up into a podium position, I think. Okay, what about you, Travis? Uh, I think with Eli, uh, it's his week for third, and I think Coop uh, Coop gets second. So, all right. Well, I just I'm just curious and stuff like the Coop. Okay, but like I think I was just more interested to see what you guys said about Eli because like I'm at the point same kind of thing with Kenny and stuff. Like even though it's weird because he just can't have the red plate, like, I don't know what to think. What's going on with those two so far? Like I just I don't know anymore. Let's 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 go into the last thing and then end it. Let's go most improve. Who's going to improve the most? For both